Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Time now for The Drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis and Mark Lieberman. Welcome back into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis. Mark Lieberman here on a Thursday. Happy to be joined now by a regular with us and one of our favorites, Tyler Grieber from WDRB. Tyler, how's everything going, buddy? You doing all right? Yeah, man. Just same old, same old in this neck of the woods. What about you guys? Doing great here. I, uh, let's start uh, locally here. Uh, it seems as though the Jeff Walls uh, situation, situation with the ACC and referees uh, has brought out the artist in both Rick Bozich and Eric Crawford uh, here uh, lately. <laughs> your, uh, your overall read of that situation and, and Jeff's handling of it. I mean, Eric's right here in the office next to me, so he could probably give you the play-by-play of, of all of it. <laughs> but no, it's, uh, uh, I just thought it was a ridiculous call. I, I think we all know that you know all of us have watched basketball for plenty of time hell mark as a coach could pull from it too i've never seen an intentional foul called in that manner uh and it was funny because last night i was watching uh who was i watching i think it was tennessee and arkansas and they called an intentional foul and it was on a hard drive to the lane and arkansas didn't want to give up the layup and the kid just kind of wrapped them up on it that was an intentional foul. Like that's yeah. the definition of it to give the two free throws and everything. And I don't care what argument you want to try and give me. Like you want to try and stretch what the definition of intentional is and all of that. It's never called that way in basketball. So Jeff had every right to go about it the way he did. And if you've talked to Jeff enough, you knew exactly how he was going to react to it. And what's funny is I, I've heard Jeff lay into some refs before, and I actually thought he was kind of measured in, in some of that. I mean, if, if you've talked to Jeff enough, you know when he gets going, he can really lay into someone. And, uh, no, nah, it, it was deserved. That, that whole thing was ridiculous. What did you uh, – why do you think, in, in sort of listening to him talk about this multiple times now, what what do you think he was going for with the obviously sort of I'm going to intentionally flaunt what what's not what we're not allowed to do here as coaches I'm going to do it anyway why do you think he did that I think it's to make a point about a larger problem and if you are into the women's game at all you know that officiating has been an issue that extends far beyond this season I mean I don't think it's great in the men's game either by any means but I think that's better than the level of officiating we're seeing in women's games. When, when Notre Dame came to town recently and uh, I was at that game and I was watching, I didn't think that was a well-officiated game, and it's a nationally televised one on ESPN. And when that happens, like the, the women's game is doing so well right now in terms of growth and, and more, a bigger audience, all those things. Well, the worst thing for that is to watch a poorly officiated game on national television. You know, so I'm not trying to speak for Jeff and saying that that's what inspired him, but you can sense the frustration from coaches for a long time now. And even Courtney Banghart, who coaches at North Carolina, she chimed in uh, with her own example after Jeff said what he said with Syracuse. So he's not alone in feeling this way about the refs, and I think he, he has a good point. It, the level of officiating is nowhere near good enough right now, especially for where the sport is going and that's a very it's on an upward trajectory. Uh, do you uh, here's my my read of what happened with the NCAA issuing that clarification 
I, I think that they sent that out there, and they sent that out there quick, uh, mm-hmm. be, be, out of a fear of referees thinking they ought to call it the way that call went when we've never seen it before. Yep. What do you think about that? Yep. No, I'm I'm 100% with you. You like the last thing you want that call to be is like a the start of a trend where we're going to see so many intentional fouls called uh in a variety of ways. Like that that would be ridiculous and uh, I just don't think Jeff is let's put it this way. Jeff was the perfect coach for this to happen to because he speaks out enough and is blunt enough to address it the way it should be addressed. But I'm of the belief that any rational basketball coach who's been, who you wouldn't even have to be doing it very long, and they were presented with that, a question about that call after a game, maybe they wouldn't go as deep as Jeff did, but I have a feeling they would not just be saying, oh, no, I'm, I'm just going to get fined. Like, no, they would all lay into somebody because they would all be pretty pissed off, and deservedly so. Uh, Tyler, what's uh, your your reaction to what happened in the Boston College game? Knowing, hey, Louisville played shorthanded uh, mm-hmm. on the road; they were underdogs. Uh, but I get the general reaction from folks uh, immediately afterwards. People felt like, all right, that was the last; like that was it. The, for, for a lot of people, they had won two out of three, and the one in the yeah, middle, right. you know, had really right. was a miserable ending where they could have really been on a three game winning streak and. and Tyler, we were getting yep. calls from people who were like, I was done with him, and now I'm I'm back on the fence. Uh, but that, that yeah, we were. We, at least yep. open to it, right? But right, as soon right, as right. that game was over, people were like, oh, yeah, here's, here's the bad stuff again. Let's just get this over with. Now, I didn't view it as a game that could push someone to, to that reaction because, I mean, what new did you really see that just set you off, I guess? I mean, they, yeah, they still don't play good defense. Breaking news, you know. Let's put I mean, it we mildly. We, yeah, like, <laughs> we can go to the numbers. We can we can pull out any stop we want to to talk about the defense, and it, it's just not good enough. And it hasn't been good enough all year. And I, I think I tweeted it the other night. If they were even below average defensively, not even average, they probably would have a couple more wins because they've scored the ball well enough in, in plenty of games uh, to be able to show you that there's some. Some talent, a little bit of growth there, but defensively, it's it's ugly, man. And, and you want to be able to give them the leeway, and there is some there for the injuries they're dealing with. I mean, clearly they're they've lost plenty of guys this year, but when the defense was bad with all those guys in anyway, I, I can't really give you that. That that's the problem. So, you know, in terms of the whole sliding scale of where people feel uh, or where they're at with Kenny. I kind of just boil it down to this, barring something happened down the uh, stretch of this season. The bad was bad enough. Like, everybody remembers the low points. And there are plenty. We don't have to go over all of them because we've all been here for them. The good has not been good enough. Like, hmm. there has not been a stretch where you, like, a prolonged stretch where you said, wow, this team's really making strides. And I think this is enough to give me confidence that he can take a much bigger step forward in a hypothetical year three. That's how I view it. Um, I understand that there's some optimism people want to have, and I'm not trying to dismiss you from that. You have every right to it as a fan. But if we're looking at this just from a a bare-bones, factual point of view, no, I don't think he's done enough to change any expectations for what we all think should or will happen at the end of the season. We're talking with Tyler Grieber from WDRB here on the drive on 93 in the Ville. Uh, Tyler, your your degree of surprise that there was another school that made a change before Louisville with Ohio State and, and Chris Holtman, and, and, and in particular, though, uh, viewed, I mean, even Coach Lieberman here said it himself, viewed as one of the better people in the game. Uh, yes. Getting kind of unceremoniously dumped by the new AD like this uh, at their first real signs of trouble. Yeah, I mean, I would say that you're always going to run into an interesting situation when you have a new athletic director who has a, who has one of his big-time coaches that were not his guy, right? I think you're always going to find a little bit of – it's going to be a little uncomfortable there. But things, I guess, have just gotten so bad at Ohio State this season. I haven't watched a ton of them, but 
I did watch them blow a pretty big lead against Indiana, and I was like, oh, wow, this does not look like it's going to end well by the end of the year. Um, I'm intrigued by the Ohio State job because there's a lot of money to play with up there. As the uh, Now, that's not me saying you're getting uh, Ryan Day's NIL pool, which could probably rival the – the salary cap in the NFL mm-hmm. at this point because they have just been on a tear with all the hires they've made and all the players they've gotten. But there's still a lot of money to work with up there at Ohio State, and they have shown that they can consistently contend for the Big Ten and make deep runs in March. Uh, we saw it with Thad Mata. Um, so I, I think it's a unique job, and obviously everybody's going to look at a lot of the names that get mentioned for Louisville and probably apply them now to Ohio State. I've already seen that happen uh, a little bit. I definitely think Louisville is still a better job than Ohio State from a tradition standpoint and, and all those things. But if we're going to talk money and, and, the, and the age we're in now with name, image, and likeness, then Ohio State is probably even more attractive than it used to be because at a baseline, you know that there's a ton of money to work with up there. Who makes sense to you there? And, and as a, yeah. uh, a quick aside, uh, yeah. How shocking or surprised is it, uh, or surprising is it to you that we had someone call in angrily and say, "If you can get word to Josh, please, it's urgent. He can't hire that jack wagon." I think this is a quote at Baylor. Scott Drew, have you? What? Have you ever, right, thank you. Yes. Okay. Good enough. That's good enough answer. Oh, th- I mean, uh, let's all right. Clear as we could possibly be. If Scott Drew wanted to come to Louisville, Louisville should roll the red carpet starting from. Here. The entrance of the mm-hmm. Yum Center to the, All the way to the airport. Arena. Yeah. No, to the to the arena in Waco that they just built. <laughs> All the way there. Uh, like I, I'm not and like look, the border I mean, wall, what is like this giant red carpet. I mean I'm serious. Just roll it the entire way. And you know, I say that as someone who I made a lot of Scott Drew jokes in my day. I can own that. I think all college basketball fans did at one point in time. He he was an easy target to kind of lob a few at, but man, he has done an incredible job at Baylor. I mean, you guys remember, Baylor was in an awful spot when he took over that program. Consistently, one of the better teams in the country in what is typically the best basketball conference in the country. So, no, yeah, if Scott Drew wants to come to Louisville and Louisville can make it happen, they need to do it ASAP. Um, In terms of the Ohio State job, like, I saw somebody toss Sean Miller's name out there, and I thought that was particularly interesting because you do the whole reunion angle with Xavier, and obviously Sean Miller's been through the ringer a couple of times with the you know, the whole FBI investigation and such. But now that we're all past that, that's an option that would make sense to me. Um, but I'm not sure where his buyout stands at Xavier and all of those things, but... I haven't dove too deep into who could get that job. I just think it's a very, it's clearly a very attractive one for the financial reasons of it, and they've been able to win there. But a guy like Sean, if he wanted to make a pretty short move, would make sense to me. Uh, what do you make? Uh, we had Chip Patterson on in the three o'clock hour talking uh, about what is now this kind of epidemic of coaches taking what, at least organizationally, are demotions. Uh, but moving elsewhere to get out of jobs that, that seem extremely difficult now. Today's maybe being like the most egregious with Sean Elliott going from being a head coach at Georgia State in spring practice, yeah. le- leaving to go be the tight ends coach at South Carolina to where Georgia State now is pausing spring football uh, because they don't have a freaking head coach. Uh, there was a, a rush to get it out there. That, like he's super frustrated about NIL in the portal. Uh, people are like, actually, he's probably going to get fired after this year, and he may have just been getting out ahead of the posse, so to speak. What do you make of, of Halfley doing what he did and uh, all of these head coaches leaving uh, for a coordinator jobs either in the NFL or in other places in college football like with Chip Kelly? What do you make of all this? I, Mark, you know this pretty well by now. I try to be rational about these things where I can concede that, yes, the landscape is completely changed, and your job is probably different than it used to be. However, I can't get past this constant, like, I don't even know what the word, I might make up a word here, but, like, we're always making NIL and the portal out to be these boogeymen out here for why all of these coaches are making moves. And I don't know, man. I've been around it for a decent bit. A guy leaving Georgia State to go to insert Power 5 
program here, that's getting blamed on NIL in the transfer portal? I mean, how long has this crap been happening for? Like, I, I, yeah, he's not going to be a head coach, but, you know, I don't need to go over the list of reasons for why you'd rather probably coach at a Power 5 program than the group of five, especially, hell, Georgia State's only been around for at the FBS level for, what, 10 years, yeah. I think? Something like that. It's a hard gig. So I'd say the only difference of where you probably get frustrated at that level is if you have a, you know, probably an NFL caliber player who's not going to the draft yet, you have to worry about re-recruiting them and and keeping them so they don't transfer to, uh, you know, another Power 5 school. And, hell, we saw Jamari Thrash do it at Georgia State. He produced Mm -hmm. there, and he came to Louisville, had a good year. Um, So, I mean, I get that, but this is exactly why – I just don't want to hear complaints about kids making decisions for themselves and going into the portal because the coaches are they're going to do the same thing. Like, I mean, I'm not trying to directly compare, you know, kids, basically. Some of them are close to becoming, you know, young men, all of these things, to full-grown adults per se. But, like, there is, you know, quite a bit in common there with, with what we're doing. When you're just looking out for your best interest and, pretty much nothing else, then you're exactly what you're complaining about at this point. And everybody has a right to do that, to, to go look for the best opportunity for themselves. So it's just, it's a really weird time. And we spent so much time in college athletics with these words like, you know, these buzzwords like culture and commitment and all these things. I've said it a million times, the quiet parts are all being said out loud now. And you can't get away from that. So the more we... The, uh, this isn't going to be the last move, I'm sure. I'm sure more guys are like, yeah, I probably would rather go coaching the pros now because I'm not adapting to this. I don't want to adapt to it. And you can blame the NCAA for some of that, too, because there were no safeguards or guardrails or anything on any of this stuff. We've just been kind of freewheeling it now for a couple of years. So it's, it's a bit of a mess, but the one thing I'm not just going to keep hearing is these guys blaming the portal and NIL and all stuff i just think that's a little ridiculous uh there's a report that billy joel wants to make a super group with don henley sting and john mayer what do you think of that uh i if rick bozich was still here he'd probably be <laughs> pantsless yeah <laughs> i'm just kidding i don't even know if he listens to any of those guys who was making an old joke about him he would laugh <laughs> it's just it's, as uh, good it's fun. It's okay. He would laugh at it if, if he was sitting here. So uh, that's wild. What are they going to call it? Like, is it going to oh, be? Uh, are they going to call it Wild Hogs? Like think, that movie? I think with, uh, it the Jack Wagons. <laughs> <laughs> wild Hogs. God. You remember that movie though? Was like, I do. Uh, I do. Travolta and uh, who else? Tim Allen. Tim Allen in the yeah, movie. Yeah, Tim Allen. Horrendous film. And Robin Absolutely. Williams, right? Uh, he might be in there. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, but I think so. Like, yeah, to me, I thought I really thought this was a Mad Lib or something where you were just re- reading me four <laughs> random older musicians, and I don't even know if that's a real story or, or not. But I guess oh, it is. I, uh, you can believe anything now in, in twenty twenty four. But I thought that's what we were doing there for a second. That's that's wild. Wow. Uh, I don't know if they could. Probably not going to be a big audience at the Yum. Well, maybe I don't know. They could they could get a decent amount of people at the Yum with that with that four. I would think. Who knows? Oh, I, get that. I I think uh, the ratio. You would never have a larger collection of people that have their cell phones in holsters like on their belts <laughs> than at that concert. Uh, before I let you get out of here, uh, I would go. By the way, so I'm, I'm making yeah, fun of it, okay. but I would totally watch that. Uh, have you given any more consideration to officially going by Tyler Griever? Have I given official consideration to that? Um, you know, does he got to play a, better? Like, what do we got to do? I have a fiance to answer to now, <laughs> and so it's catchy. You know, there are decisions I probably would have made. Like, perfect example, uh, and I don't care about you know, like I considered going to the AFC Championship game in Baltimore when they had the Chiefs, and I was looking at the prices for it, and and I mean they're ridiculous, but like. I was heavily considering, like, screw it. I don't care. I've been going to games since I was four years old. You know, I, I got to be there, whatever. And then I said, eh, can I really explain this one? Can I really explain just buying a ticket and a, 
a plane ticket and dropping all like you know thousands of dollars when oh yeah we got a wedding to plan and pay for yeah i probably can't do that more 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 likely than not so uh i'm gonna take this this sounds like i'm just shouldering the blame off which maybe i am but that's fine it's no big deal um but no i i don't think i would get the uh seal of approval uh from my from the love of my life to change my name to tyler with the you know i don't even know if i would do the hyphen you know the hyphen's interesting I just don't know what the point of doing it is if you're not going to do the, hy- the hyphen. Like, no, well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's just, there's a lot to consider there, and clearly you can tell that I've, I've wrestled with this <laughs> and my, my identity crisis for uh, a great period of time. You know, I will say on that kid real quick, because and, and I feel like I obviously was pretty critical of Louisville, which I've been for a while now, but uh, the freshmen are good. Like, yeah. I, I, I like all the freshmen, and I think if there's a way to keep those guys – now that's something that look. If you do move on from Kenny, that's something you might have to live with. Like there, those guys probably won't be here. I don't know. I mean, Caleb's from here, and technically, I think he committed when when Mac was still the coach. Yeah. Um, but the other two, when you're talking about Curtis and, and Tyler, uh, yeah, you you might lose them. But I think all three of those guys could end up being really solid college players, and it's fun watching Tyler operate in transition. I mean, he's able to create opportunities for other guys and there are times where he's seeing passes that his teammates are not even seeing out there and uh it's fun to watch so like that that is definitely a bright spot right now for Louisville is that he's kind of really embraced that point guard role right now if he can keep that up that's fun to watch down the down the stretch all right since you said that you uh, you didn't press uh your luck there with potentially going to the uh, AFC championship game have you begun uh the process of uh so laying the foundation for being able to spend an irresponsible amount of time playing the NCAA football game when it comes out oh no that groundwork buddy that groundwork's trust me i'm i'm good there we're fine there like i play a, i play a lot of madden as it is so i i'm I've started new franchises with the Ravens a million times. I don't really play with anybody else because I will say, beyond just watching Lamar Jackson, what's even more fun is playing Madden with Lamar Jackson. It's <laughs> it's awesome. It's amazing. It's like I remember Michael Vick in Madden what oh four oh five, and you you're playing with your friends and you're like, okay, you can't beat the Falcons. You just can't because you couldn't do anything to, to stop Vick. Well, Lamar is very similar that so i play a lot as it is i had a discussion with kale i said look i i got programs to build programs like we got natties to go get we got power conference invites to earn i want to build my own collective in the game i don't know if that's possible yet but it should be because obviously how else are we going to get recruits you know and then at the end of my first season as the offensive coordinator at Illinois, I'm actually going to leave right at the beginning of spring practice, and I'm going to be just an analyst for an NFL team. That's what I'm going to do. That's, the that's, on- I, want, I want that career path. I want the, that. the only thing I want is on this game to have the ability to tamper. That's all I want. Yes. No, 100%. If there is not a feature where I cannot text the rival team's like best player about some tweet that they like that might suggest they're unhappy, <laughs> then what are we doing here? There's no point. Like we got to be we got to make it realistic. Like let's go all in. Let's be chaotic. You know, and one thing I thought about with that game, and I do mean this, I learned a lot about college football from yep. playing that game. Yeah, I, I said it. Er, hey, I said earlier that that game was the primary purpose was for evangelizing everyone for college football everywhere. Well, I, I learned what like every random rivalry trophy was. Mm-hmm. Played like a bunch of the classic games and, and stuff like that because you could like try to do you know you could try to be uh, you know Doug Flutie with Boston College or things. It was awesome. It was so much fun. Um, and, and that's something that I, I kind of can't wait to do again. I hope there's a lot of that. I'm, I'm from a like a news perspective. I'm very interested to see what the final uh, ruling or decision is in terms of uh, the athletes themselves who will be in the game, like profiting off of it with their name, image, and likeness, and what 
what cut they get or what the school gets, all of these things. That's something that's going to be very intriguing to watch. But, damn, just as a gamer, I'm just hyped to be able to start a dynasty at, you know, Appalachian State. And I'm just picking one. Shout out to Sabbathfield real quick. We know he loves it. Um, but I, I just want to start one there and, and take take it home, man. That's all I, I want to do. I think, Tyler, I think the, the best comment we've heard from anyone this entire show was the person who said that on the uh, – this video game coming out this summer, the Cincinnati's playbook will have one play in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, a third and, third and a long handoff, second and long handoff. Yep. Kickoff, handoff, like doesn't matter. We're doing it. It doesn't matter at all. No, it, it's... Whew. Yeah, we could put an option in there, too, that when your fan base wants to get rid of a coach so badly and a regional rival decides to pay you to do it, like that's a cool feature in a game. That'd be dope. I'd enjoy that. We all know I'm loved in Cincinnati by that fan base, so I don't really care about talking about that that topic anymore. But um, best friends with the Bearcats, faithful, that's for sure. I can tell you, I spent last weekend up there, uh, and they hate that dude. Nobody up there likes that guy. He, he <laughs> ruined whatever good welcome he had is gone already. Of course it is. And I, in my standpoint from that whole situation when I was there, it was like, guys, I'm not trying to – tell you be happy or whatever i'm just this is what happened here's here's what the here you go you push it across the table and say here's what you hired are you sure you sure about that and well you know people didn't like that and now i don't know you're too i'm pretty skeptical of it after what i saw last year but i can't say i watch a ton of games either though for cincinnati i don't plan on it i'll check the score sometimes be like oh yeah well that makes sense but it is what it is. Tyler, thank you so much for checking in with us, as always, buddy. We'll uh, look forward to talking to you again soon, man. Thank you. All right, guys. Thanks. All right. Tyler Greaver, WDRB. You Good really stuff, enjoyed that video game talk, all that it was, college football. You love that. It was incredibly fun. I, and I, he's right. Like, one of the best parts about it is learning so much, uh, learning to appreciate something about uh-huh. all kinds of places. Like, without realizing it, you learn, like, everyone's fight song. <laughs> well, you I mean, already you know do. everybody's mascots. Sure. So now you know the fight songs. Did you play the mascot? Speaking of the mascots, did you ever play the mascot game? In yeah, a... I thought it was dumb. Can I just be totally honest with you? Yeah. Like, it's funny looking on the screen, but I always thought it was, like, this is, it was fun for about one minute. Yeah, like, I would use, like, Syracuse occasionally, and you would do, like, a juke move, and they would do actually a flip to the side. It was kind of yeah. fun. But, yeah, it's really, it's fun for, like, kids, I guess. Yeah, it's silly. Uh, it would be more fun if they made it to where it was more, like, they were more of whatever they are. You know, like it was like the alligator was like more of a freaking alligator. Like that sort of thing would be kind of fun. Not like, just a guy in a costume. Yeah, yeah, just like a dude wearing a costume. It's just just football in ill-fitting clothing. So maybe they'll figure out some way to do that. I don't know. Did you I guys thought, die? I, I, saw, I thought you were going to throw a break, honestly. But I signed up for that. I, would. <laughs> I just I, I struggle with the, the whole control pad, like the A, the B, the this button, that button. It's just there's a lot to it right there to me. Is this my father? <laughs> Is this Rusty Ennis from the other side checking in with me? I, I told you, Galaga. And I'm back to Galaga now. You know, it's just, <laughs> just tapping that button is, you know, and and getting the the bonus and oh, uh, and and the strategy of getting that ship, you know, taken so you can have both ships and you have you know two uh two weapons going at once. That's fantastic. Just That's old school. By it's the fantastic. way, we we mentioned Gallagher earlier we because did. of your Gallagher reference, and yes. someone texted in that apparently Gallagher had uh, a huge falling out. With a twin sibling who apparently went out on the road and basically did his act also. Yeah, everybody knows that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. No, I and I had no idea. And I, I said uh, I thought it would be awesome if his twin brother's name was Galaga. That would be great. <laughs> All right. Let's take our last break here. We will come back, wrap things up on the drive on I Thunderville. Be right back. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. 
That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. To the drive presented by Fitness Market right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now here's Mark Ennis and Mark Lieberman. Welcome back into the drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Mark Lieberman here. 3831939 for uh, the uh, UPS Jobs text line. If you want to hit us up that way, uh, you can as well uh, would love uh, to hear from you uh, that way as we begin to wrap things up just want to remind you guys again uh, to the updated schedule for louisville uh, for louisville baseball uh, there instead of there being one game at noon tomorrow to kick this uh, season off here they're going to play a double header friday at 10 a.m and then turn around and play again at two uh, tomorrow so instead of one noon game tomorrow they're going to play a double header uh, tomorrow against indiana state at 10 uconn at Two. So adjust your uh, schedules accordingly uh, for that uh, tomorrow. College baseball already here. Crazy. Hard to believe. Right? The stuff goes by fast. Yes. Um, and certainly the games being played in Florida, that's where they all the games, everybody just travel down there because just watching baseball being played in like 30-degree weather and, and whatnot, it's just, eh, just doesn't feel right. I remember a couple years ago here – it was uh, Bellarmine's first year in Division mm-hmm. One. They played at Louisville, and they were going to have like free attendance, obviously. But it had like, snowed or ice the night before, so it was just too slick. Like, these conditions are just not safe for fans, so they had no fans in attendance uh, that year. Because, yeah, like you said, early February baseball, it's uh, it's a grind. Like some of the Northeastern yeah. teams, they have to play like a road all road games for a month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, it's wild that you, know, you have to play in those conditions and, and whatnot for – for baseball but uh, that's part of it yeah whereas uh, for me growing up like as a kid i played uh winter ball like their little league down there like you just play in the winter too i don't care yeah it's fine yeah and it's you know all the major league teams with their with their camps all in the you know grapefruit league or or out out west or whatnot they're you know that's that was always fun um i used to go to uh um the yankees would play in fort lauderdale so i would go um see some games there and now Before they've got they moved to Tampa. Yeah, they've got their uh, replica Yankee Stadium yes. right there across the street from t- uh, where Tampa Bay plays, uh, yep. the, where the Buccaneers play, and it is it even faces the same direction as Yankee Stadium. Like they they made is it all right? exactly. Yeah, they did that on purpose. Really? That's even wild. though if you get like you really get a hold of one, you can hit it out onto Dale Mabry. Like it's there's like a giant street. You know, Dale Mabry. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, of course. Uh, if you if you hit it if you get it just right, you could hit it all the way over into the uh, the HCC parking lot or something there <laughs> uh, in Tampa. <laughs> I believe they play the high school championships there for. Uh, oh, good for them. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, I'm pretty sure that that's. You know, I know they did um, a few years ago, so I think that they still do. They use the spring training facilities, not one of the big league parks for high school. I guess it'd be the summertime, so I guess you probably couldn't book that necessarily. Yeah, yeah, uh, and you don't want to like swallow it up, right? You don't want to have to like play the high school state championship in a that's the fifty thousand seat right. stadium. If you play in that, like it True. just doesn't. I'm just saying, like you know, I know football. Field. Like here's yeah. obviously Kroger, Indiana does uh-huh. Lucas Oil, but then again, like baseball, like here we use the Double A Park in Lexington. Mm-hmm. So I guess that makes sense for yeah spring training. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you ever get to? Did you? What did you play besides basketball growing up, Lima? 
I played uh, some football. Um, did not. I was a, a receiver, but back then it was just you know we threw the ball three times uh, a year, so <laughs> um, didn't enjoy that part. Um, really, just just basketball. Um, I would play other sports. I played baseball when I was a kid. I played football, but um, and it was just it was basketball for me. No tennis growing up. No tennis. No. no. I played tennis for one year. Did you? And uh, I was easily the uh, huskiest boy out there playing tennis. I can tell you that. <laughs> Did you grunt when you when you were hitting the ball? I grunt when I do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Great line. You're I'm the today, constant. The yeah, yeah. You're Spencer. You're you're a little. You know, you're, you you've missed a couple. Um, but but Mark's picked up the slack, so he's been uh he's been on point. What about you, Spence? What sports did you partake in? I ran cross country a little bit, sixth through eighth grade. Nice. I, you know, when I was younger, basketball and baseball. But I knew early on I was not athletic. So like when high school came, it was no sports for me at that point because I was like, I, I'm not making any team here. No sports badge for you? No, there is. I did get a personal fitness because eagle okay. required. Um, there was a summer camp I did take like sports or athletics, but I never finished the merit badge. There was like. One or two requirements that you had to do after camp, and I was like, "Yeah, screw this. I don't need this badge that much." Rope climbing was that part of it? Not for the merit badge, but okay. I, I have been uh, rope climbing and rock climbing before. By the way, just for for folks who are listening and don't get the joke, because we are good at keeping a straight face when we make Eagle Scout jokes. Between me and Biscuit and Luke Hancock, uh, only Luke Hancock has a better achievement than. Than Spencer becoming an Eagle Scout, <laughs> but we still make fun of it because we can. It's what we do. But it's definitely a nerdy thing. <laughs> but, but no, you don't have to uh, diminish it at all. We are definitely aware. It's tremendous. It's an incredible yeah. accomplishment that very few people do. You should be very proud of it. But we have to try to make you smaller in some way. It's what we do. It's what men do. It's what guys do to each other. I am thoroughly impressed, Spence. Thank I agree, you, Coach. Yeah, you're welcome. I welcome any and all criticism. Always phone you like, oh, that's not a merit badge. Like, it's not, or it is, it, it is now. Is what okay, I'll say Spencer, too. what is the dorkiest merit badge? Seriously, there's. I think there's one for like trumpet playing or like bugling. I'm trying to think how it's exactly. bugling is dorky. Trumpet playing's fine. Yeah, I think it's bugling is the uh, merit badge. There's there's some out there that's uh, like who the hell would have taken this merit badge out there. Um, Drew texted me. Obviously, he knows something about tennis. He says you have to grunt. It helps your timing and mm. keeps you in routine at pressure moments. That's definitely what I was doing. That's definitely why I was grunting. That does explain why they grunt a lot when you watch tennis on TV. Well, I've started to grunt when I play pickleball. I just like to be emphatic. I just the power. Yeah. So. And now you know why. Mm-hmm. You're a natural. Yeah. I so I suppose then if you if you were a, a tennis player you played someone who did not grunt at all it would freak you out. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh huh. Sure. Unless you just pick up on who's the poser and who's not. Or yeah, or that there's that too. You could pick, oh this guy doesn't play. Where's the grunts? Yeah. Well, Milosh from Seinfeld, when you know he you know. Spencer doesn't get that reference, but that's okay. I've seen a little bit of Seinfeld, the Milosh reference that's over my head there. Yeah. Was that from Lean on Me or Stand by Me? <laughs> well played. Yeah. We've been on one today between Gallagher and Galaga and that. Yeah. We felt a, good today. That's all right. We've uh we've pretty much uh landed the plane with, with, with uh everywhere we've went. So besides hey. the uh the call, which again, if we can just revisit the Scott Drew situation, I I I, I am gonna use and what was it again? Jack wagon. Jack wagon. Jack wagon. I've I've never heard that before. You don't remember um, a jack wagon? I've heard you, that phrase before. Well, maybe I have. Do you remember I, I the the commercial? And I'm it, man, it's escaping me what the commercial was for. But the drill sergeant from Full Metal Jacket that guy is great. in the commercial, and he's like something, something, something. You jack wagon. Yeah, you know what? And I, I can't I, remember what it's from now. I don't either. But that guy was great, and I do remember the commercial. Was it not some army commercial? No, because no. it was just like taking him like in a situation that where it wasn't the army and like a normal. He was a therapist life. in the commercial. <laughs> oh my gosh, that'd be awful to have. Which a, is awesome. An ex-sergeant as your therapist. <laughs> it's very funny. 
but I, I don't remember what it was for anymore. I feel terrible. It's not been a great show for my memory today. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, I think you. You know, I've been in the neighborhood hard. of the right answer several you're being times. Hard on yourself, yeah. You just you're just you're still harking back to the 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 lean on me, stand by me, and that was uh, you know. Geico okay. is what a quick uh, Google okay. search shows up. Arlie okay. Emery Geico commercial therapist search. It's, it's a wonderful commercial. I, I still remember this many years later. I, I don't think he's around anymore. I think oh. he might. Have I was gonna say he, he's old, so yeah. he's old when he did that movie. That oh. was that was a harsh movie, man. Oh my gosh, it was. Yes, I loved Full Metal Jacket. Like the first part of the movie, and then when they go like with a private pile. Mm-hmm. Like that part's great. Then, yes. then they go to war. It's kind of yeah down. D'Onofrio was just yeah. incredible, for sure. Absolutely yeah. right. Uh, Texture wants to know: Has Coach Lieberman watched Masters of Air yet? I have not. It's on my list. I just finished Mr. and Mrs. Smith with Donald Glover. How was that? I enjoyed it. I would recommend it. Yes. Did you see the first Mr. and Mrs. Smith? I did. And how would you compare the two? Uh, it's this one was was. Um, it's much different. That one was, was more light fare and, and kind of over the top with, you know, the whole, um, cartoonish kind of, right? Yeah. Yeah. This one was more grounded. Um, I think it was, and they left an opening for season two. It was, I'm a big fan of Donald Glover. Like I I think he's amazing. Atlanta. I love, and, uh, I think he did, um, this performance was really good. He was a bit subdued. It, It was, it was well crafted. I, I will give it a thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Donald Glover's awesome. Oh, I yeah. totally agree with you yeah, on that. He's fantastic. I, um, yeah, Community, he was Oh, he Community's was great. great. Yeah. Um, but no, Masters, um, what is it, Masters of the Air? I know Masters new, of Air, yeah. Of Air. I know that's new to Apple, but um, I'll get around to it, as you well know. So. I am planning on re-buying uh, Apple soon because the Dynasty premieres tomorrow. Coach, I know that a Florence Sun's a recommendation for any other Apple products that you should check out. Oh, this is where, you know, like after the fact, people ask me questions. I'd like to carry a list with me at all times for each streaming service and recommend. There's a lot. I There's know. so many. Um, for, for Apple. Um, I mean, there's there's a plethora of good ones. Um, I, I will. On, like Apple TV? Yeah. Yes. Oh, there's. Um, like Ted Lasso is obviously good. Shrinking, I'll have to check in that. Because mm-hmm. I like Jason Siegel a lot. Uh, right. What was the, sh- the show that you liked with Gary Oldman? Oh, uh, Slow so Horses. Slow Horses. Slow Horses. Excellent. As good as it gets. Yeah. Um, Tokyo Vice is back. Season two. Um, I I highly recommend that as well. That's on Max. I'd go back and watch season one um, for anybody. And then, you know, you can't watch season two without watching season one. Tokyo Vice. Very good. What's the? I do not know anything about that. It's a. Uh, it's like the nineteen. I believe the nineteen nineties, and it's a uh, American reporter who goes to um, Tokyo and kind of is delves into. It wasn't his plan. He was just going to try and be a beat reporter and learn. And he gets into the um, underbelly of all the um, the gangsters in, in 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 Tokyo, and it's it's really really good. So did, that's a quick synopsis for you. Did either of you see the picture of Bill O'Brien's introductory press conference today? I didn't. I saw the one you tweeted out okay. of the, the crowd there. It, coach, it's one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Talk to me. <laughs> the room is full, uh-huh. and they've got a bunch of it uh, roped off for like important donors and that sort of thing. And it's three dozen of the exact same man. I've never <laughs> seen anything like it. They're all... 55 and older, uh-huh. uh, the exact same haircut, the exact same clothes. Like it's, it's just row after row after row of like Brian Kelly's dad. <laughs> That's what they all look like. Every one of them. It's one of the five. I've never seen anything like it before. I was like, what? Those are the people that care about Boston College football, apparently. It's like the, uh, the Stepford Wives of Boosters. <laughs> That's what it was. That's probably the perfect uh, uh, audience for him. He probably uh, oh, won that press conference for sure. No doubt. Uh, by the way, how funny is it? And how, like, we're trying to construct kind of these narratives. Think about Boston College for a second. They lose their head coach to an NFL coordinator position only to get a head coach who leaves Ohio State as a coordinator to be their head coach again, who had been an NFL head coach uh, before 
like kind of contradictory messages out uh, to be able to get somebody that good after losing somebody to a coordinator job in the NFL. Yeah, he's kind of going on like the Charlie Weiss trajectory. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but like that, like that's a that's a tough gig. I mean, it really is. Yeah, but you know, I, I we'll see. And, and and to what we were talking about, and what Ty, Tyler or Tyler was speaking about. I'm gonna keep trying, keep trying, man. Yeah, just keep keep at it. I mean, eventually, you know. Um, well, what the best thing that could happen is for us to actually convince him to do it, and then Tyler transfers. Yeah, <laughs> get a tattoo, and then he's gone. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. That would well, cherry on top. Listen, if 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 there is a coaching change here, all those guys are going to enter the portal, all the freshmen. But that's where a coach comes in, and you re-recruit, and you really focus on it, and that's that's part of it too. And we were talking earlier about you know what Josh is looking for in those boxes, and that's part of it. You know. We want to try and keep these guys, and and that's part of the job that that they'll ask of the of the coaching staff. And whoever's hired, if again there's a change, will have a plan in place. And what you do sometimes, even in recruiting, you put together a video edit. You put where you where you see them um, fitting in, and you're you're comparing them. You'll you'll maybe splice some stuff with pro players, and you're basically re-recruiting them. But you know that's part of it, and and I agree with what you said and and Tyler as well. I think that group um, is a great starting point when you have Caleb Williams, uh, excuse me, uh, Curtis Williams and and Caleb and Tyler. I, I, that's a nice group to to really start with, and then you know just getting some some older guys and finding that mix, and then whether you have your assistants that are bringing some guys in, that's that's all part of it. But you got to have that plan in place. You don't just come in here and all of a sudden, all right, now i got to figure it out. Like when you go in and you're meeting with the brass and the athletic department and Josh, you already have an idea of which players you're looking at. You're, you're watching uh, just copious amounts of film of all those players and how they can fit in your style. So that's part of it. Um, so, you know, everybody who thinks those guys will just leave just because there's a coaching change, that's not that's not always the case. It makes me wonder uh, if there are any of the rumored candidates that have relationships with, with any of these guys uh, because, you know, Tyler, Caleb, uh, Curtis, all, those guys all um, pretty highly, uh, they, you know, the top 150 guys. They would have been recruited by, you know, and been on the AAU circuit with, with everybody. Uh, you would think most of the candidates would have some knowledge of them, so have had some contact with them at some point, uh, that that you would have at least some hope of holding on to them. But I don't think that, and I think you guys probably agree with me on this, none of it is worth not making a change, right? Because we kind of did this with Satterfield, where it was like, do you, we're not in love with them, but look at this recruiting class. Can we? How good do they have to be for us to stomach this? We're not having those discussions here with this. No, these aren't these aren't surefire pros and guys yeah. that will get you um, to you know sweet sixteens and elite eights. They're great pieces, um, and I don't want to sound you know callous here, but they, you know they're they they are replaceable. There's guys that fit that that kind of skill set uh, as much as I I I like those guys. But yeah, if if that happens, there's always really good players out there. There's, that's that's always the case. So, are they good fits? Yeah, I mean, they're. I love what Caleb Glenn and, and defining a role for him and understanding what he can be and just be that um, that tough guy, that that glue guy who's just doing all little things for you. Um, don't worry, Spence. He was he was re- Mark. He was really staring at me that I was gonna say <laughs> the you know our phrase. And um, I I really like Curtis Williams. I, I think when that. When he starts learning, and I watch his footwork sometimes, you know, he needs to get he, – he's not great at, at curling off actions. He's a great catch and shoot. And he's yes, got, he is. He separates and so on. What he's going to really have to learn is, you know, how to drop his shoulder, you know, how to get his – you know, take a big, long step. And because of his length, he'll be great coming off pin downs. He'll be great coming off certain actions. And then you put him in that, and he'll become a much – you know, just he'll become even more of a weapon because he's going to learn how to catch the ball on the move. Um, here's another basketball thing that 
term that you love, stampede, which is catch and drive it. And also being able to just come off that action where you're curling and you're just knocking down those mid-range shots. Um, yeah, I think he's going to be pretty good for sure. Uh, Coach, you would have been proud of me uh, last night <laughs> uh, having um, a pretty serious talk with my, my middle one uh, for a run his mouth at school bit. Okay. Uh, and in particular, uh, being funny at people's expense, which is, uh, I get it, but we're not doing that. Right. Uh, and would you like, I think you can guess what I've reminded him of. Uh, and what I would rather his reputation be for how he talks. I, uh, I've reminded him that you, I believe, told him to his face that you want your words to be nourishing. There you go. Yes. Are you proud of me for that? I'm, I'm, I'm beyond proud. And I'm, I, you know, the fact that I just didn't come up with it right away. Um, you know, I, 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 I feel like I let myself down. You know? <laughs> I'm a, I'm a Lieberman hipster. Like I, I remember the deep cuts, not just the obvious ones, but I thought you'd be proud of me. Yes. Um, trust me, Luke and, and Peyton and a bunch of the players just had the Lieberman isms and they knew them all. So they were used to them. And when we were doing the TBT, you know, those came out in full force. So, yeah, it brought back. Uh, Was it like riding a bike? You're like, oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. 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 And I use those over and over and over again anytime I'm coaching. So, yeah, love my go tos. Did you drop any of uh, Rick's uh, my grandmother could have gotten to that loose ball? Um, I've used that. I've used that one before. <laughs> but now he's always going to add and she's been dead for eight years. Oh. So that's that's, that's the <laughs> that only part. makes it worse. No, that's the great punchline. He'll say that. Right. And then he'll add the the pack, the fact that his grandmother's been deceased for that period of time. So. Yeah. Has he ever said something like, surely some of that stuff, like you crack yourself up at some point, right? Of course. Yeah. I mean, you saw Gorgie on the bench, like when, you know. Oh, sure. Yeah, sure. Everybody yeah. knows that meme and, and seen that. But yeah, in practice sometimes, yeah, we're just like, yeah, we're just waiting for one of those good ones. And uh, yeah, you just, you turn, you chuckle and you get back at it. I'll say as stressful as a job can be night in and night out, especially, you know, at a program like Louisville, you got to make the jokes when you can, and, you know, lighten the mood. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, you got to find the humor somewhere. Right. So, I mean, you'll, you'll do that with, you know, if, if we're having a film session and coach isn't there or we're doing some, some, some of the individual workouts, that's when you get him in. And then there's sometimes he's in a, he's in a mood where it's a little more playful and, and you can do those things, but you got to gauge that because if you're off and he's not in one of those moods, yeah, not a good going to be a long night. Oh, long year. Yeah. I, here's something I've always wanted to know, and I can't believe I haven't asked you this up to this point. Luke's uh, and Perrin both have told us, and uh, Stephen Van Trees, when he's been in, has told us, Mike Mara has told us, about the, the horror of the, the plane ride home after a loss and how you guys basically end up running laps up and down the plane. <laughs> Does that happen for coaches too? Um, it, it happens before we get on the plane. Okay. Um, but the players get the brunt of it on, on the trip. God bless how they got through all that stuff. I would just hide <laughs> in the back. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You guys have been listening to The Drive on 93.9 The Ville. Appreciate you, go. See you tomorrow.